As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. And welcome to On Farm. We are releasing this episode in the week that Her Majesty the Queen has been lying at rest at St Giles Cathedral in Edinburgh. So we are very much in the official UK mourning period after her passing away. To be perfectly honest, we had decided, as the whole On Farm team, not to release any episodes during this official mourning period. We thought it was best to remain respectfully quiet. But then something quite special happened actually two things um, that we felt we needed to share with you at this time. I think we just did what farmers in Ephraia would have done. It kind of started on Saturday night when I popped up a post on Facebook. I thought it was going to be me, my mum and dad standing by the side of the road. Aberdeenshire farmer Rodney Blackhall and SAYFC member and Perthshire horse lover Emma Cheap. We'll hear from both of them in this episode because separately and independently, they both felt compelled to do something with their families and the communities around them to honour the Queen as she passed in convoy from Balmoral to Edinburgh. I don't know it was a light bulb moment, if you would call it, but it just sprung into my head that why didn't we all get together and take our tractors to show our respect collectively. Within the first 10, 15 minutes, I had about 10 horses lined up, which I thought was amazing. I never expected to hit 32 horses. It never even dawned on me. <laughs> we had to find a spare field to park horse boxes in because people were driving from 40 minutes away. We'll hear Emma's story in the second half of the episode. But first, here's Rodney. Like many farmers, he was at the Kelso Top Sales as news of Her Majesty's death was starting to sink in. I was down at, down at Kelso Thursday, Friday, and heard that was were uh, clean passing and the, the two minute silence there on a Friday morning before the sale started and thinking a lot about it after that and got home Friday night, Saturday, knew that the procession was going to be coming down the side right through the middle of our area and just wondering to myself how uh, how we could show our respect as farmers and don't know it was a light bulb moment, if you would call it, but it just sprung into my head that why didn't we all get together and take our tractors to show our respect collectively. Always been aware of uh, how big a part agriculture has been to to the Queen and the royal family. Direct supporters of Bankery Show, our local show, Stokesy Balmoral come into it. The Queen was patron of the Royal Northern Agricultural Society until... 2010 when Princess Anne took over. So it, it seemed quite important to me that we tried to do something but wasn't sure what 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 I came up with and 
and everybody was uh, more than happy to join in. You'd obviously had this this light bulb moment. How did you then spread the word? Because you ended up with so many tractors. How did the message spread? I spoke to Alan Farms at Upper Mills because he had fields that were ideally situated for for Borgard of Honor. He was he was all for it. So I just started phoning farmers round about, asked them to spread the word and you know, that a, a little bit of a, a snowball effect or chain effect and we ended up with um, over forty tractors in quite a short space of time. Everybody was extremely keen to to come along. Uh, I think there would have been quite a few tractors got a wash on on uh, Saturday afternoon at the at the windows a, a bit of a a clean down. So yes, that um, it was very easy to put together. Oh, good. Well, um, well done. And uh, how you know you obviously didn't know exactly what time the cars would be coming past. Um, so you must have been there for a wee while in advance waiting. And can you tell me a bit about, you know, the conversations that were being had between the farmers and other rural people who were all there with you? Yes, uh, we were there. We had quite a good idea, put out time scales, estimated times that uh, the procession would be coming down side and all the way to Edinburgh. So we... We were there, you're quite right, in plenty of time, about an hour before, and the conversations were uh, going along the lines of how sad folk were, uh, but the Queen has had a very good life, and uh, and again, how at home they were in Deeside, the, the, the happy place, I think is maybe what I'm trying to say there, and how honoured we were that um, we were getting to be a part of... Uh, of this procession coming fast uh, through our area. You know, what what we did, uh, I think I've mentioned to one or two people, uh, I think we just did what farmers anywhere would have done if it was going through the middle of, of their area. So, uh, so yeah, I think we just put on a wee tribute that was a kind of on behalf of folk and agriculture all over the country. That's a really good point, actually, and I think um, I think that's exactly what it's become, hasn't it? You know, you've become a sort of symbol for something that that many farmers would have done had they been in in the right location. And I think the feeling amongst the rural community that I've picked up is that actually many people are so grateful to you because they feel as though you are almost representing them, even though they weren't there. Well. Uh- Farmers traditionally or country people have always turned out to show their respect. Um, at funerals or farmer people's funerals are usually big funerals everyone turns out. And I think that was one of the reasons that it was so easy to put together that that just is the mindset in the agricultural community. Um, and so, yes, what we did, others would have done. And, and I think you're right there. The messages we've had after doing what we did have um, kind of blown us away a little bit. The response that there's been, uh, you know, we were not doing it for personal notoriety. We were doing it uh, just out of our respect. And um, it has been uh, well received, I think, the world over from an agricultural point of view. And um, and yes, we're, we're quite humbled by um, other messages and uh, positive response that there's been to, to what we did. I, I bet you are, but I hope also that you'll collectively 
that you're also all very proud because as you say the world has seen this and I think it it tells such an incredible story about the farming community and how as you say they do turn out when it matters and they do show their respect but it has for you personally perhaps been a little overwhelming over the last couple of days has it because there's been so much interest in what you've done. Yes we've had um a massive media response to what we did. Um, I must admit that after the procession went past on on Sunday, we I certainly felt like I had just been at a, a funeral myself and that seemed to be pretty much the, the feeling of everybody that I spoke to. Most people just um, had a wee chat and in their tractors and in a way, and, and obviously a lot of people there were cars, family that joined. And and so, yes, um, a strange a strange feeling, um, you know, almost like a funeral of um, of somebody you knew well, and of course that's probably because it's somebody that's been such a constant in all of our lives and uh, such a big part of our lives. So, yes, it, it slightly overwhelmed with the the media response after the event and um, it's been um, taking a little bit of steering through if, if that's the right way to put it but um, yeah it's been all, it's been all positive and very very encouraging and uh, yeah worth a bit of a job taking it all in I suppose yeah and would I change any of it if, no I think what we managed to do was uh, in a short space of time, quite remarkable that uh, we could have that folk in that short space of time. I think you've you've hit the word there, Rodney. I think the word is remarkable, both in terms of, of you and your fellow farmers organising it, but also in, I think, the, the gratitude is probably the word shown to you by the rest of the, the rural and farming community for having effectively represented them. And I think... That farming community is so thankful and so grateful, and I'm sure actually so are the royal family. You know, Princess Anne saw you, didn't she? I'm sure she is as just as grateful as an individual as as the rest of us are as a collective. So, thank you. I I, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure everybody listening to this is also incredibly grateful. So, um, well done. It was a it was a as you say, a light bulb moment and it's had such a positive effect. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so impressed. And thank you very much for sharing sharing the story with us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Huge thanks to Rodney Blackhall for having that chat. I said at the beginning that we had two guests this episode. They're quite similar stories in some ways, but while Rodney's plan for a tribute was from his tractor cab, Emma Cheeps was from the saddle of a horse. So I gathered 32 horses and riders and many more on foot to stand next to the side of the N90 to sort of provide a guard of honour for Her Majesty the Queen as she passed in her cortege. It kind of started on Saturday night when I popped up a post on Facebook. I thought it was going to be me, my mum and dad standing by the side of the road. Popped up a post to see if anybody else would want to join us. And yeah, it kind of grew arms and legs and we ended up with 32 of us on horseback and I think there would have been over 40 of us on foot stood next to us as well so 
yeah, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> it certainly was. And my cousin actually lives in Glenfarg, so I know it's not a very big place. So you probably had every horse from quite a fair distance joining you. You had, you had a pretty full house. And, and that, I suppose, just shows the reception that you must have had when you put the idea out there. Uh, how quickly was it after you suggested it that, that you had so many yeses and so many people looking out their smart jackets and getting their tack cleaned? It was pretty quick. Within the first 10, 15 minutes, I had about 10 horses lined up, which I thought was amazing. I never expected to hit 32 horses. It never even dawned on me. <laughs> we had to find a spare field to park horse boxes in because people were driving from 40 minutes away. It just blew my mind. Looking at the photos, people of all ages, they look like a tiny tot there on a little Shetland pony and a lot of the older generation as well. And I suppose that is just testament to how far her the respect has spread um, through the generations. Yeah, there was everybody there from kids on lead rein ponies to adults on their competition horses. And what was amazing was the horse's behaviour. It was like they knew what was going on. They stood impeccably and didn't move a muscle for about 40 minutes. It wasn't just for the five minutes when she passed. Wow. And that is not, you know, anybody with horses knows that that's not always a very easy task. What was the general kind of chat and mood and and feelings amongst the group as as you were waiting as we were waiting it was it was kind of a nervous excitement like none of us really knew what to expect none of us knew what the horses were going to do when the helicopters flew over none of us really knew if we were going to be spotted how it was going to be sort of taken so yeah it was nervous excitement and then when we started to hear the helicopters there was goosebumps. We all started to feel quite sick and nervous. And it, for standing in a field, it was bizarre to feel so nervous, but we really did. <laughs> and you said there, you know, you, you weren't sure how it was going to be taken and, and who might notice, but Princess Anne noticed, didn't she? <laughs> yes, she noticed. <laughs> when she went past, what, what happened then? As they drove past, she pointed. Um, she pointed us out to her husband, Tim, and the pair of them both looked and waved, um, which really made it quite special. Yeah, it was lovely to feel noticed and hopefully put a smile on their face on their journey south. I bet you did. I bet you did, because we all know how much of a horse lover she is. She's been on our podcast before, actually, which was a complete honour. I'm sure she was kind of surprised and and delighted when, when she saw it. And since then, you know, you said that things have gone a little bit crazy. I had a surreal moment just half an hour ago because... I'd been messaging you, arranging to talk to you for the podcast. And then I put the BBC One on and Sophie Rayworth was there. And she said, oh, I've just been having a conversation with a lady called Emma Cheap. Yeah, it's been mind-blowing. I have been lost for words for the last couple of days. So much so, it had been Monday morning. I My phone had near enough melted down. There were so many notifications, missed calls. <laughs> It was just amazing. I woke up, scrolled through a couple of them and burst into tears. I didn't know how to compute just the amount of love that was being sent and how how much it had been appreciated worldwide. There were messages from New Zealand, Australia, Canada, people saying that they wish they'd been there, but they felt like they were in spirit through us and our horses. And since then, I've had, well, we were newspaper articles, local newspapers, local newsletters, the BBC, ITV approached me today to do a documentary with them. <gasps> um, I have an Australian news company wanting me to go on their 
breakfast show this morning, well, our tonight there this morning, all from what I thought was just a very spur-of-the-moment small gesture. Yeah. It's going to be a day I'll never forget, and to be fair, it'll be a week I'll never forget that this aftermath is absolutely mad. I'd like to think I'm quite a thoughtful person, and small gestures like that are just how I go about my life. Maybe hasn't truly sunk in yet either, no. I suppose. <laughs> but, but I think, you know, the, the, the tractor guard as well as your horse guard, you know, they were both delivered by the people of rural Scotland. And that, I think, sends a message to the whole country. What, what do you think maybe that means for the way in which rural Scotland and the people of rural Scotland are, are perceived? Oh, gosh, um, that's a big question. I don't know. There's been a few comments that I've read that said Scottish rural communities have done us proud. The whole way down from Balmoral until Dundee is a lot of rural communities that has come through. And they stood out in force. They made massive gestures. Yes, the tractors and the horses were notable, but the streets were full. Rural communities seem to just join together and draw together. We've lost a constant in so many people's lives. Mm -hmm. And to all stand together to show our respect for her. It's, I don't know, it just feels like what we do. Absolutely, Emma. Um, I've been doing these podcasts for two years and um, so I get used to speaking on them, but I couldn't have worded it any better than you just did Just did then. It was, it's fantastic. I think <laughs> I, I don't even know you and I'm proud of you and I think everybody across the world is so... Well done and, and thank you, because I think, as you say, it's the small things that matter sometimes. And actually, you know, Princess Anne, she's never going to forget that day either, is she? It's still, it's just, it's still not really sunk in. There has been a couple of bursts of tears on my part and I just, it's 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 completely blown me away. The support, the the love from everybody, not towards what I've done, but towards the royal family as well. Yeah, mind-blowing for everybody, I think. So, yeah, well done. It's a brilliant, brilliant gesture and it'll be remembered by a lot of people for a very long time. So, good on you. Thanks again to Emma Cheap and to Rodney Blackhall, who we heard from earlier. Hugely, hugely fitting tributes to Her Majesty and we felt it was important to bring you their voices simply because we feel they really do represent the very best of rural Scotland right now and speak for us all in how they responded to the sad news of Her Majesty's death. We would like to thank Scottish legal firm Gillespie McAndrew, our partners who make this kind of episode possible here at On Farm. Huge thanks as well to you for listening. We won't be putting out our usual Monday episode next week because it's the day of Her Majesty's funeral, but we will be back to normal soon. Bye for now.